coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio. I'm your host, Rob Ganley, and I have a, an excellent guest for us today, a gentleman that really, really understands the franchise industry, and I'm excited to talk to him. Welcome, Mike Hall. He's the senior consultant and owner of FranNet Carolinas. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. Got it. Got it. It's great having you. And I, I gave you that tee up because I know you have a broad view of the industry. You get to work with a lot of great, great brands and have for a very long time. So that really means you have a really interesting view and a great perspective. So we're going to have a good conversation today. But before we get started, tell me a little bit about how that happened. How did you get involved with FranNet? Tell me a little bit more about your operation there in the Car Carolinas and where that's headed. Sure, I'd be happy to. So really, my journey started in California, interestingly enough. Like many of our clients, I was working in corporate America and was working in a state that I thought I wanted to live in the rest of my life. Earthquakes and forest fires and all the other things that afflict California decided uh, made me decide that it was time to leave. About the same time that I decided to leave corporate America and start buying my own businesses. And so I was on the way to North Carolina to start to buy and to start up some franchises, which I did. Before I left California, by good fortune, I happened to meet the guy, a fellow named Howard Bassick, who started this whole concept of, let's call it franchise brokering right now, for lack of something better. And he had started FranNet, which of course is short for Franchise Network. I'm sure your audience can, can pick that up. And I had a chance to meet him and understand what he was trying to do and this, this concept that he was trying to form. I fell in love with it. I said, I am headed to Charlotte, North Carolina. I am going to buy some franchise companies and start them. Could I also take this concept with me? And he said, sure, no problem. And so that's how that got started. I, I moved to uh, Charlotte. I started up a franchise. I started up FranNet at the same time. I eventually sold my franchise and FranNet uh, became my, uh, my job and my position and my vocation for the last 29 years. So that's how I got started in it. We are, we are, as many people know us as brokers or they know us as consultants in the franchise industry. I prefer to think of us more as executive recruiting firm for franchise companies. If you think about what a recruiting firm does, it works with people that are looking for jobs. It probably runs an assessment on them. It understands their skill sets, their background, and then it matches those people with jobs that make sense. And they go on interviews and interview for jobs. We do exactly the same thing for franchise companies. We, our clients are a number of different people. Uh, they are professionals in transition. 
They are current franchise owners. They are veterans. They are investors. Um, and they come to us because they are interested in the franchise industry. We perform an exclusive assessment. We have lots of conversation. We begin to understand who they are, their strengths, their weaknesses, uh, their professional and personal goals. And once we know that, we can then start matching them up with the franchise companies that make sense for them. We get them involved in the research. Ultimately, they end up making a decision. Yes, I'm going to buy. No, I'm not. Yes, I'm going to buy this particular company. Uh, and that's how we work. And that's how we work with our clients. Our, 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 we are free of charge to our clients. And we have put over the years, well over 500 people into business. Wow. You're the real deal. <laughs> so I laugh because before, one comment about the forest fires and stuff, I uh, probably maybe the same around age in life as you were, I decided uh, I was going to relocate my family to Colorado. And I certainly did the math and the, the, the analysis of California. And because I love, who wouldn't love California? It's a beautiful geographic phenomenon. It's got the ocean, the, the mountains, everything. And uh, so it decided, well, you know, I think Colorado is a safer bet. I thought of earthquakes too. <laughs> and, um, but uh, of course, uh, I think the first few years we were here, we had a couple of forest fires. I said, oh no, what's this about? <laughs> I wasn't used to that. That was one I wasn't ready for. But anyway, it's good to be here. I like it here. Um, but you, you know, you made a very interesting comment about uh, it's like it's it's like uh, the recruiting industry, right? And one thing I've always thought about franchising as well is that I feel like it gives someone an opportunity to really decide what works for them, right? Like when you're interviewing for jobs, you're really sort of recruiter or not, you're relegated to very very narrow choices, you know. And you really don't always have the, the the power to say, well, that's what I want to do, right? Versus that, and and franchising gives uh, folks the opportunity to do that. Um, so that's a great thing about franchises. You really can say, well, I'm really a fit for this. Guys like you can really help someone see their strengths and weaknesses and really know more about what is it really like to run that kind of a business versus, oh, I really like uh, Starbucks coffee, even though Starbucks is not a franchise, but I like that coffee. So maybe I'll run that. Well, it's not really, that's not what the business might be, right? So guys like you can help folks really understand what is it like to run that kind of a business. And that's a great, great thing. And one of the, the follow-ups to that is, you know, the franchise industry for those that aren't in it yet, what is it about being part of the franchise brand that helps that local owner? What, what would you say that, that is probably overlooked and not even thought about that's sort yeah. of the, the invisible force of that? What, what do you tell me a little more about that? Well, it's a great question. And it's one that we impart to uh, the answer is we, we, we impart that to our, our clients and, and they purchase franchises because of the answer to this question. I think um, if I might for a second, let, let's start with what a, a franchise is exactly, right? Yeah. Or at least my definition. And, you know, franchises don't really invent anything. They don't, the, the franchise concepts are not new, high technology concepts uh, that were just invented. Uh, a, a franchise company uh, goes into a highly fragmented, uh, poorly run market and brings consolidation to that market. They bring professionalism to the market. And that, and, and when, so when you begin to answer the question about what a franchise does, 
uh, for their for their for the owners. That's the start. Um, yeah, in uh, a, a, a large brand name like a, a UPS store or a Great Clips or something like that that everybody knows. If you're going to start that up somewhere in North Carolina, you already bring a brand name uh, and you already bring customers because people all over the country have heard about Great Clips or Supercuts or UPS store. Um, so brand is, is very, very important. But franchises bring other things to help their clients. They bring or to help their owners. They bring operational management. They bring the efficiencies that go with that. They bring great technology, which a lot of kind of mom and pop businesses don't have and don't know how to implement. Uh, that includes, you know, it includes POS systems and CRM systems and kind of integrated software platforms that help run a business. Uh, the franchisor understands this, and this is what it takes to run a business. And so the franchisees that they bring in uh, have access to that. They understand how to use it through training and that sort of thing. They can track inventory better. They really retain customers better. <clears throat> they just do a better job of managing their business because of the franchisor. Um, franchisors have call centers, right? You can start up a franchise company and, uh, and you get a lot of calls from customers. From a, If you're a franchise owner, you may have access to a call center. They handle all of that for you. Uh, franchisors help their, their owners, you know, understand how to market their business and how to take advantage of marketing and PR. Um, they, they provide uh, great support in marketing and PR when you're opening your business. You're getting noticed well before your business is opened. And then they provide great marketing support and understanding how do you maintain your customers and how do you retain them and how do you scale up, right? And increase your customers and increase their dollars purchased from you. So I could guess I could go on and on, but there, there are a lot of things that franchise companies bring to their franchise owners. And that is precisely the reason that if somebody's going to buy this, that, that's precisely the reason that people buy franchises uh, for, uh, for uh, you know, uh, for all of the things that a franchise can bring. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, so when I think of all that, and I think of the traditional barriers, like when you look at statistics, like, well, <clears throat> if you start a business yourself, what is the the, mm -hmm. the probability you'll succeed versus, you know, a franchise, let's say. And, you know, obviously a huge difference, right? And then you say, okay, the franchise is doing all those things for me. But what that does for me is it breaks down the barriers that are up in my head, the lack of confidence, the things that I'm not expecting uh, that will derail me. Uh, and, and, and many times you only have so much runway on that, right? On that uh, to take off. And, and for many, if they're doing it by themselves, they run out. If if their mind or their head didn't get to them before that, you know, if they hang in there, they might they might run off the runway. But, you know, that's really for me, like that's sort of that invisible force that uh, you don't talk about that. But it's like that's why most people fail. It's in their mind. It, it, you know, they they give up uh, be, maybe before they should and, and they second guess. And so they they make mistakes. So the franchise really removes all of that. Right. And I and I want to see if you agree. But <clears throat> when yeah. we were. 
when we were going through COVID a few a couple of years ago, when it first was happening, I remember we were interviewing franchisors. And of course, I mean, that was a topic. But what we always circled back to through, through that whole process of talking to franchise brands, how are you dealing with it? What's going on? You know, uh, the innovations that were, were going on both ways from franchisees up and, and franchisors down, the leadership, it was like everything was on hyperdrive in the franchise industry. And what I said to myself was, that's why you want to be in a franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, that's about as bulletproof as you could be, even though no matter what, COVID was challenging. Mm-hmm. But man, being independent during that time, not easy, right? But I mean, that, that's like a testament, if, if you will, I think, to to why yeah. franchising is so powerful. Mm-hmm. That's Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, I, think that, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I do. Well, uh, so, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say. So when you when you look at then okay, that's what the franchise brand can do for a, for somebody that wants to start a business. Um, tell us a little more about what is that sort of um, if there is a DNA. You're a guy now that has talked to a lot of people. <laughs> okay, uh, five hundred uh, uh, folks that you've put into franchises. I'm sure you've talked to thousands, right? And what is that sort of DNA, if you will, that you see yeah. as being, okay, now you bring your DNA, you've got the franchise, and now you're, you're a top guy. What, what does that look like? So uh, it's, 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 you know, it's part of what we do. We are, when we are dealing with a client, one of the first things we're trying to determine is, should they be in business for themselves in the first place? Because not everybody's right. a business owner, right? And we get a lot of people that are coming to us and they're unhappy with their position and they're just thinking, boy, if I just own my own business and did for it what I'm doing for my company, I would be a zillionaire and I would be happy and I'd be running my business from the beach and I'd be traveling all over the world. And, you know, whether or not you buy a franchise, it's still a big transition from corporate America or whatever you were doing, if you've never owned a business, into business ownership. It's still a big transition. And so we, we, we take people, you know, through an assessment and we begin learning some things about them about their strengths and their skill sets and their objectives, personal and professional, because we want to use that to match them up with a business. But we're also learning other things about them. You ask about the DNA that that they have, but this is not DNA. But first of all, are they in a position financially and job-wise to actually do this and make the transition? It's There are some franchise companies that are not very expensive. There are some franchise companies that will cost you a lot of money, but it will... But you have to have the finances to do it. You have to be able to do this. So it's one of the first things we look at. Um, You have got to be a true self-starter. You have got to be motivated to do the research that it takes to understand if you should be in business ownership and if that's the case, are these businesses that FranNet is presenting to you, are they the right ones? 
the research itself takes 14 weeks or 16 weeks. Nobody makes a decision overnight about, oh, I like that franchise. I'm going to buy it. This takes time. It takes research. It takes digging in. If we see people that don't do that, immediately we know, okay, these are probably not the right people. Um, you know, when you own your own business, nobody's going to make you get up in the morning and get started. And But when you own your own business, this is something that you have to be able to do. And, and, and it's got to be almost, as you say, <laughs> in your DNA. So to, it's, it's about desire. It's about self-motivation. Uh, and it's about truly having a vision that says, I want my next working years, 10 or 15 years or whatever it is, to look different. I want to control what I do. Business owners ultimately want control over everything else. Uh, I want a balance of lifestyle. That does not mean an easy lifestyle, but it means, and, and, and our clients want to work hard, but they want to work when they want to work. And they don't want to be, they don't want to adhere to a schedule put on them by a large bank or a large technology company or whatever it is. So these are the things that our clients want. And they also are painting for themselves a vision. What, what will this business grow to? How will it scale up? What will it do for me and my family? So when you talk about DNA, the people that really end up buying businesses ask those questions seek those answers before they decide to pull the trigger, spend some money, invest in a business. Um, I, that's, that's what we see a lot of. And those end up being the successful clients. And I will tell you the one other thing that should be in a franchisee's DNA okay. is to be able to humble yourself okay. to understand that I'm buying a franchise because I'm learning from them this blueprint. You're giving me this business. I'm going to apply my skill set to grow the business, but I am smart enough and yet humble enough to listen to your experience and what you've done because I know if I follow that, that will make me successful. And you would be surprised, Rob, how many people don't have that in their DNA. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, as you were saying that, I'm thinking to myself, that is that in there, in that in and of itself is one of the biggest challenges of not having a franchise around you. It, it, you, you have to, you do need that. Right. And, but if you have that mm. inability to uh, learn from things around you uh, and you just constantly want to, uh, 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 you know, uh, I guess maybe chase, a uh, shiny object, it, it becomes very difficult. And you're right, when people, even if given a blueprint, they have a tendency, let alone if they're not given a blueprint, is I guess what I was trying to say. Um, and I also thought of a couple things uh, as you were talking. You know, so one is responsibility. I think as a business owner, you get the opportunity to be in a position of responsibility, which, you know, in my studies of that is 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 something that gives you a lot of uh, um, meaning in your and purpose in your life and when you're in a big a bigger environment like a corporation you you oftentimes don't have uh as much responsibility as you might think you do um and 
Uh, and so as a business owner, you, you really do have to shift that mindset and say, it's, it's still up to me no matter what. <laughs> okay. The franchise brand is here, but I got to make this happen. And the other thing I thought of was uh, pressure, right? Like, you know, so money, obviously there are requirements in the franchise industry for this reason. And that is if you're under pressure, like I got to pay the bills next month, whatever that pressure might be, that's not a good recipe for most people. There are some people like Tom Brady, right? Who just thrives in pressure. I mean, the guy's just better in pressure. You know what I mean? Like someone like that, right? But, but most people aren't, right? And so that's the other thing that I think is important to, to, to note. And then, and then we talk about, you, you had mentioned having control, meaning you are responsible. Um, this is yours. It is up to you. And you get to have that vision and that end, maybe that exit plan someday, you know, and having control is what reduces stress. <laughs> so I know for me, um, you know, like not, not being able to say, I made that happen. You know, I know what I got to do. I have the resource. I'm going to make it. when that isn't in place and you don't have that control, it can be very stressful. So I think they're all benefits and ideas kind of encapsulating what you were saying there. So I appreciate that. Um, so tell me a little bit about, let, let's talk a little bit about marketing. I know you work uh, to get great folks on board and into brands. What have you seen, especially in the Carolinas where you are, what, is there, uh, and I know you work with a lot of industries, but is there something you see that brands do regularly to help those franchise uh, owners get launched and then scale the way they would like. What? What are, is there? Any couple uh, ingredients to a good marketing plan locally? I believe there are, and the best franchisors have uh, bring to the table great marketing expertise, which is what part of what you're paying for, by the way, when you buy a franchise. You're paying for that marketing expertise. Some are better at it than others. Uh, uh, last, uh, this Monday, past Monday, uh, I was at the opening, grand opening of a, um, a client's business. This happened to be in Jacksonville, Florida. And this business, interestingly enough, you may not have heard this with one of, the, one of these franchises before, but it's in the butcher business. Uh, uh, butchers today are not what they were 40 years ago. They are high-end, they are technology-driven, they are beautiful when you walk in, great product selection, lots of things. But I was talking to the owner, you know, obviously a, 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 a client, and I said, tell me about the marketing plan. What, was, what did the package look like? And he, in this particular case, they had done a great job for him. And this is a blueprint, I think, for all franchisors. So you know, a good marketing plan starts off with good PR, um, and good marketing into the community, but a lot of PR. Because what a what you want as a franchisee, whether you're opening a butcher or whether you're opening some other retail store or whether you're opening a fitness center, and a fitness center is a great example, you want clients lined up at the front door when you're getting ready to open. They need to know about you 90 days or 120 days before you open your business. So, so a great marketing plan starts with PR. It goes through social media marketing, all the platforms that make sense. The business journal, the PR firm got the business journal to do a write-up on this business twice before they even opened their doors. Local newspaper picked up new business coming into the area. This is good PR. And 
all of a sudden people begin going, hey, we need this particular butcher business in this neighborhood. And so you're building clientele before you even open. Um, you know, part, part of the, so, so PR is huge, uh, great website. Uh, a franchise company generally has a great website. You as a franchisee have pages on that website. Lots of SEO prior to opening up. You would certainly know a lot about that. Uh, and like I said, the goal is to create excitement right before you're opening. Um, right. um, and then after you open, you know, a great CRM system, which a franchisor has the ability to go out and find the best and have you implement those systems in your uh, in your uh, operation, a great CRM system, you can build a great marketing plan through that because now you're capturing customer data. And you can, you know, after a while, you start understanding their buying patterns. You can actually market to them in certain ways different from other clients that you have. But, but you are constantly marketing to the customers that you have and you're keeping them excited about your business, always in your vision. That's important. So you scale through great CRM platforms that kind of ping your database all the time, right? right. Um, so there, those sorts of things, to me, that's all marketing. Mm -hmm. And it is what a franchise, good franchisor does. Mm -hmm. they, get, they get your local community excited before you come in. Now, when you open the door, you then develop customers who keep coming back because of the way that you market to them through a great CRM, it could be a lot of other ways as well. But that's one of the great things that a, a franchise company brings to you, the owner. It's what you're paying for. Yeah, no doubt. And 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 you know, there's a lot to what you just said, right? And and you know, uh, things are continually to evolving, and especially around these technology tools and something like a CRM, right? The ways it works, the ways it can benefit you, uh, the ways you can use it to market. And and what, what is marketing? Well, it's just you're serving your audience. You're you're trying to be timely. You're trying to be relevant. You're trying to be personalized. Uh, and those things are hard to do if you don't have the right tools. And it's hard as an individual to start a business of any type, like a butcher or a plumber or something else, you have to be a master at that, not a master at a CRM, right? And it's, it's all, I would say virtually impossible unless you're really like, again, I'll go back to Tom Brady, right? <laughs> the guy just has a lot of talent. Uh, but I mean, not everybody can do 50 things at once. Um, and that's what the franchise there is there for, and the constant innovation behind all that, right? So it's like we have the CRM today. Well, five years from now, ten years from now, we might change that, right? You don't have to worry. We'll take care of it for you. And I was kind of thinking as you first talked about the PR and getting the franchise ready. Um, so we had a, an In and Out Burger launch here oh, in Colorado Springs. I, that's I, that's I, a I, favorite I, of a lot of people. But yeah, yeah. The, the line was so far. I'm like, why would someone wait in this line for a burger? I mean, I get it's good, but I turned around. I said, whoever did that is a master at marketing. I think it literally was, it, was, it had to be a mile. Like It was like backing up. They had, they had police directing traffic because there was a long line going into the, to, this, <laughs> to this place. You know, yeah. but you know, you know, you bring up something. So this is important about in and out and about that's where the brand name alone, the brand name alone. Mm -hmm. Well, we were just talking about Jacksonville a few minutes ago. I don't know if they have an in and out burger there. Or, um, yeah. But when the when the market understands that one is coming in, all you need is a brand name. 
and it's and it's going to be successful. But I'm talking about this butcher business and there are other fitness businesses that don't have that national brand name yet, but they're kind of building it. So And so what they're going to end up doing is building a local brand name because you're going to put four or five or six or 10 locations or territories or whatever is there. Uh, but that's why the franchisor having a great marketing program, not all franchisors have big brand names. And so they absolutely have to have a great marketing program. The brand name will get developed within an area. And one other thing that I think is really important uh, here, Rob, and, and we see it all the time, is a franchise owner gets started up, they get started, they might, if, if it's an expensive franchise, and there are some there, they might borrow some money for it. They've obviously invested heavily in this. And one of the things that is the easiest thing for them to skimp on is marketing. And yet, if you don't invest enough money um, to market your business up front, you get behind the eight ball and then you are catching up all the time. And so even though a franchisor provides great marketing, the franchisee is still having to pay for a lot of that through third party uh, vendors and that sort of thing. And it's mm -hmm. so easy for a new business owner to go, hey, I've got a lot of customers when I started up, things are going great. I've spent a lot of money on starting up already. I'm going to cut back on marketing a bit. And it is a huge mistake. And here's the other mistake that people make. And it's funny, I was just reading an article on this the other day. When do you spend money on marketing? And what you see during, you know, we're expecting kind of a mild recession here, right? In the end, in the middle of 2023 or the beginning of 2024, if we have one at all. What do people do in recessions? They cut back on marketing. What should they be doing in recessions? Spending more money on marketing, the hammer down. You're going to pick up business that way. Yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, you're right. You know, I, I think you're right. So you've got the brands that are very recognizable, and then you've got some that aren't as much, but they're masters at the frame, I call it, right? They can oh. frame that that local franchisee as as a big brand, and they do right. so, and, right. and that's important. Right. Um so you know, so as we wrap things up, it's been great. It's been a great conversation. Um, it's going to be a tougher one, right? To kind of narrow down, but we've we've said a lot. But is there in your business? You've done this for twenty nine years, and I can tell you, I've met a lot of guys in this business, and you are a pioneer. Like I don't think you said that about yourself, but you are. And Franet is probably one of the most respected names in this business. And um, but is there something? over these years you've learned that you kind of say, this is the one thing, this is something I always have to have, always have to look for, or I see, you know, it's just a principle or an idea that you really just resonated with you and you feel like it's helped you get to where you are and, and is helping you move forward. Is there something like that you could share? Yeah, sure there is. I, I probably have several. I'd have to, I'd have to kind of narrow them down a little bit. You could um, say more than one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I in, in, in respect of your time here, um, learning from successful people to me is so important. Whether or not you're a franchise owner, uh, it, with with FranNet Carolina, when we when I get together with the other offices in the country, we have such smart people. They have such great ideas, and they are so willing to share. And there's not any of this, you know, not invented here sort of mentality, right? And I, and I've I've managed to to have a great career out of this. 
but it is absolutely because I've learned from the best. If you are a franchise owner and you're in a system of two or 300 other people, you know that there are the top 20% that are doing exceedingly well in the franchise. You learn from them. The franchise company gives you the opportunity through weekly, monthly, quarterly meetings, national conventions, whatever it is. You go to those conventions and you learn. And what I see, whether it's inside a FranNet and our offices or whether it is in a franchise, is that the most successful offices and the most successful people always attend all of the programs because they constantly learn. They don't get to a point where they go, I've been very successful. I don't have to go to this best practice meeting. I don't have to go to this convention. I know it all. They never know it all. They are learning. They implement best practices that they learn. They learn from successful people. To me, as I'm talking to you now, because I'm just thinking about this, this would be the this to me is the most important mantra, as you call it, that probably has governed my life, and I and I think should should be um, should be something that uh, that franchisees uh, implement all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, I I think I remember back to uh, I'm going to age myself a little bit in the '90s. Uh, my first job out of college, I remember it was in sales. It was a, t- a technology type of company. And I, I remember uh, talking to one of the top guys, right? He was a little older. He was probably in his 30s, and I was in my early 20s. And I remember him telling me, you know, if you want to be good, then find the best people and emulate what they're doing and try to figure that out. And um, I remember I took that to heart, and I don't think – to this day, I mean, if anyone says I'm good at anything, I would say, well, because there were these really smart guys that have taught me over and over, and I never stop learning. I, I try to find anyone who's proving something, doing something at a high level uh, that I'm not, such as yourself, right? Like right now in this conversation, there's no one that I could find that has talked to as many people about starting a business, has looked as many brands and business models as a guy like you. Right. And so I can recognize that and say, man, I can learn a lot from Mike. Right. <laughs> so, so that's, and again, it may, it may be just certain things. Right. But I've adopted that myself. So I think that was brilliant. I really appreciate that. Um, so before we do uh, sign off today, is there a website that folks could learn more about what you're doing, especially in the Carolinas? Sure. Uh, and just our, 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 our general website across the country, um, FranNet, F-R-A-N-N-E-T, FranNet, Carolina, or FranNet.com. Um, and uh, my individual site is FranNet.com slash mhall. That'll get you to us. Uh, we also, by the way, place people outside of the Carolinas. We just happen to be uh, because there are people that leave all the time or we have uh, we clients know about us and we place them in Chicago or California or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's uh, uh, frannet.com. It's easy to get to us that way. Uh, you can get to me or you can get to um, uh, you can get to, uh, you know, the Ethan or Kathy, the other folks that I have on my team. And we're and we're always happy to help. Uh, we're we're um, we always appreciate people, you know. Yeah. Uh, approaching us and asking us for for information and kind of getting started on the journey. There's there's nothing there's nothing we like better than seeing somebody start a business and be successful. And while we understand it's not for everybody, 
And I say that in my seminars all the time. It's not for everybody. It's so great to see somebody get started on this journey, make that transition and be successful. It's kind of what we live for. Well, Mike Hall, thank you very much. And I totally agree with that. Uh, it, it's in, in your last uh, your last comment there. You know, you're, you're doing a service for anyone, right? When you're helping them figure things out, right? Is it right for you? I mean, what questions should you be thinking about? The ones you're not knowing you should ask. And, and I think that's a great service. Sounds like you're welcome. Uh, folks are welcome to reach out and, and learn more. So uh, take advantage. I will tell you, take advantage of that. It's been great having you on the show today, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. I enjoyed it. Okay. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and our sponsors and bye for now. 